Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jake. How are you? I mean, I'm pretty good. Like, uh, it's been kind of a hectic last couple of weeks. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, it's been pretty hectic. Yes. The, uh, just um, a lot of stuff going on personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't really necessarily want to get it into For it sure. here because... Like just a lot of stuff going on with family, but oh yeah, it's like co- like been able to like pretty much dodge COVID for my my whole family's been oh, able to yeah. pretty much dodge COVID, but then like eventually catches up and dude, that's I've, what I've been thinking about yeah, that a lot. And I have an I have an aunt. Um, oh no, I have an aunt who was diagnosed with lung cancer, mm-hmm. and she's been really high risk because she has right. emphysema and um and and then contracted COVID while in the hospital. Which like, dude. I mean, that pisses me off because the hospital is like riddled with COVID patients mm-hmm. because none of the people got va- like nobody got vaccinated. So the hospital, like they're putting those people are going to the hospital, putting hospital staff and oh, I get what you're saying. Okay, yes, putting yes. Ho- like putting hospital staff at risk, yes. putting other patients. other patients at risk yep. uh, who are going there for other things that are not COVID related related, but would absolutely be destroyed by COVID. Um, yeah. because of their uh, in, like their compromised position. Yeah. So it's just it pisses me off. Like w- walking through, um, I, I I don't know. Like it makes me mad walking into a store, especially like Safeway, yeah. or walking through, um, like Fred Meyer. Are where you they, going in Vancouver? Yeah. Okay. And then seeing people like five, six, seven people at a time in different parts of the store all maskless yeah. and i'm just like you guys have a sign that says masks required and you just have stopped saying anything saying about anything it. about it at all like everybody's just given up i mean dude it's got to be exhausting trying to police that well tell me about it like i had to do it for a long yeah, time yeah and eventually i couldn't imagine like we have like a fraction of the amount of foot traffic Fishermen's had a fraction of the foot traffic. Oh, as like a grocery that store. That Safeway would have yeah, on a given yeah. day. So I can't imagine the amount of fight that you're getting. But I walked into Safeway. Kyle and I went to Safeway up in Salmon Creek yeah. to get my medication. And there's this dude, no mask on, like right in the face of the checker. And he was just like, I'm a truck driver. I've been all over this all over this nation. And I'm telling you, this whole thing is just a hoax. <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, we're, how far are we, are we into this thing? Like... Clearly yeah. not a hoax. You can argue. You can. You want to try to argue with its. I don't know the deadly, the how deadly it is. Right. To what degree is it a risk? Yeah. But to just be like it's a hoax. Like I thought we were. I thought we were at least past that. No. At, that, at this point. No, we are, but we aren't. No, unfortunately not. Okay. Okay. Uh, other than that, uh, I do have. To, I have a bone to pick with uh, Amy Kamikaze. Okay. What is her last name, by the way? Uh, I don't know. She wants me to say it on here. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so Amy, who is a loyal listener, uh, reaches out to us almost weekly. I just have to say, I do not find mayonnaise spicy. I saw that that she sent it a couple weeks ago, uh-huh. and I just now saw it because you you had you must have seen it in heart. Spicy. It. Yeah, she's like. She was like she said in the message. Uh-huh. I'm yelling at my at my radio okay. saying Jeff yes. leave. Jake alone. Jake alone. Jake, leave Jake in his mayonnaise is spicy missionary sex is fun ass alone. <laughs> so I have to. <laughs> so I have two <laughs> bones to pick. One, I do not think mayonnaise is spicy. When I go to Baja Fresh for authentic Mexican food, oh, I get 
The spicy okay. salsa. The spiciest or the spicy? <laughs> Whatever it is, the, the hottest one. Oh, okay. The, the hot, spiciest. I get the hot one. Okay. Right? Okay. The red, like the really I red one. I didn't understand any of what you were saying until it just hit me all of a sudden like, oh, like Jake's so vanilla, he thinks mayonnaise is spicy. Yes. Got mm-hmm. it. Because <laughs> uh, then she was, she was hitting on me about some like something about culture mm, like i don't know right. what I, I don't know exactly what she was referencing i don't either but i mean i am i am basic i'm chicken strip guy yeah, you're basic white chick i dude. am a best basic white chick and i mean if missionary sex wasn't the way we're supposed to do it then why like and that's the way the good lord intended it <laughs> <laughs> then why would they call it why would they call him like that's why they call it missionary so that's yeah. the way the good lord intended it and that's the way i do it i mean it's been like that for centuries right exactly Dude, I, we've never tackled the topic of sex, but that sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, dude. It's been a week. It's been a week. You just threw a puzzle piece at me. I just fling him. I'm working on the garage still. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to say it. You and I had some contention. Yeah. Button heads. Two rams. Two rams. Going at it. You know, and, and I'm naturally i'm talking about it with jen to try to talk through it mm-hmm. and she's like you're you guys are both just you guys are both just trying to be heard and like i'm like shut up but i'm like it's totally true <laughs> <laughs> um but how i mean how perfect after a friendship episode to yeah. like then dive mm-hmm. you know both feet in on and i and I, one thing i just want to bring up and i said on i said it to you and i want to reiterate because we haven't talked in person since mm-hmm. working through all this yeah you can make me a better person. You make me a better person already. Mm-hmm. But anytime, uh, you know, Donna called me contentious. And I was like, that is the best way to describe me. Now, most people wouldn't say like, oh, yeah, that's me. Like, like almost as a compliment is the way I took it. Mm-hmm. Because I can be, right? But you always say contrarian, right? And I definitely can be. Mm-hmm. When did Donna call you con- contentious? I don't remember. It was uh, years ago, dude. And gotcha. I was like, oh, she got me like right on the head. Right. So and I and I am that I am a li- I am loud. I am in your face about things. And I mean, Jen was like, dude, I relate to Jake a lot, like through this whole thing. <laughs> she does. And she's like, you, you kind of can't be, you know, certain ways. And if she says that and if you say that right and if it's 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 when you call it out you know what i mean when you point to it and say what it is mm-hmm. you give it a name it's it's easier to to work through right yeah so you pointing it out to me and saying what it is it, it's gonna make me a better person mm-hmm. um but i just i i i don't know because pulling the curtain back here on say what you mean <laughs> right <laughs> um i won't too much but i just i just want since we haven't talked yeah you can make me a better person and as much as like I can be contentious, point it and name it mm-hmm. because it's going to make me realize what I'm doing right then and go, yeah, I don't like that about myself either. And we move on and yeah. we and we change and we grow. For sure. I mean, in me the same way too, like there's been so many things where you've challenged, like you've challenged me and you've made me a better person. Mm-hmm. You can continue the same thing. I mean, same sentiment and you can continue to make me a better person. And like talking, like talking through what like talking through kind of like where you and I were saying like when you like you said a few things that like really hit home and I'm like I do 
do that. You do do that. I do do that. <laughs> and I mean, same thing. I was, yeah. you know, talking through it with Kylie. Right. And she was like, you know, yeah, I mean, I she's like, I, I hear where Jeff's coming from. Dude, it's the so worst. It's just like, like, shut up. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just like, and, you know, and she's like, he can't read inside your head. like For sure. And so she's like, you do that. Like, mm-hmm. you just, you like, you hold on to things yeah, yep. and then you explode. Right. And then everybody was like. Well, that came out of nowhere for sure, and for sure, and that's something that I've I've done, and I'm something I'm working through with my therapist. We had a really long, long dive deep into why I do that mm. and why I take uh, a lot of. She's like, "What's my therapist said?" Like Jake, like a lot of your like emotions are not stuff that's directly attributable to like you're bringing emotions in from other things mm, onto yeah, the topic sure. at hand everybody does that yeah everybody and does so that. we're working through like yeah. we're working through certain triggers and why like where those like where those things are coming through with dbt so For sure we've identified a couple things in my past that i think mm. make me when i feel like when i feel like i need to be defensive mm-hmm. and um I don't, when I don't need to be mm, gotcha. instead of just like asking or just like trying to clear the air. Right. Um, it's because I, because of certain things for in my sure. past, they're trying to work through. So, yeah. um, I really am so happy that we were able to, I mean, like, we I were, knew we would. Yeah. It's just, how do we get there? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's, 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 it was, uh, I'm not saying it's an exercise, but it mm-hmm. was a, it was an exercise, right? Yeah. There's, We've now we've tackled this a situation like this. Mm-hmm. Next time it comes up, hopefully it'll be avoided because we've learned from it, yeah. right? But now it's like, okay, we've gone we've gone through this, mm-hmm. um, and we both kind of set parameters for each other, and we yeah. understand a boundary, mm-hmm. and I think that's so fucking healthy. Yeah. Not you know not just between two friends, mm-hmm. but you know like I said, this is like our business, right? This is we do this every week. This is our commitment to each other, right? Mm-hmm. It's a marriage, and like <laughs> I sent that crazy girlfriend. Meme and I said you can never leave me, mm-hmm. um, but no, it's healthy and it's it's that's why I wanted to bring it up a little bit is because especially I would imagine men don't talk about you know the butting of heads and then talking through through it yeah even some contentions you brought up last week you know how what would it look like if we brought those individuals in and then had you talk through shit mm-hmm. like it would never happen no. Um, and I, you know, there's a lot that the audience misses out on sometimes because you and I talk beforehand and afterhand mm-hmm. after we record and stuff, and that's where it like gets real deep and we talk about like kind of the darker stuff and not darker stuff, but like depth, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, there's far more depth than that, which I don't know, maybe is unfair to the audience because it's some juicy shit sometimes, mm-hmm. but I don't know, it's good. I think it was good. Yeah, it wasn't good, but it was good to get through it. Yeah, I think um, it's. It's something that will definitely, I think, is it, it sets a really good foundation mm-hmm. going forward, um, for sure. And so I, I think it only will build for a stronger future. For sure. Um, and it's honestly amazing we made it three years without having any sort of blow up. Sure, so uh, I feel like every band fights every. Oh uh, my god! Dude. Every uh, so this is this is not a band, but it's. Still I mean, like, it's the first thing I thought of. Yeah, it's the first thing I thought of. It's like, dude. This is like being in a relationship. For how much you and I see each other yeah. and for how much we converse and everything. Yep. Yeah. it's That's awesome. Yeah. That's good mm-hmm. though, right? Yeah. Um, but then there's those moments, those things that came up that bother us along the three mm-hmm. years and we just said, ah, well, I'm just going to let that go. Ah, well, I'm just going to let that go. And then when it boils over, we're both like, yeah, what about that? And it's like, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't know. It's... um. 
I, I was thinking about the band thing, and I was like, dude, like, being imagine having this dynamic mm-hmm. that we had today, but like the with the possibility of having it with like four other people, mm-hmm. like, and then teams start getting made. Yeah. I oh yeah. Like, dude. So and so and I think you were totally wrong, and it's like then you feel teamed up on, mm-hmm. and you then you get super defensive, yeah. and like with the two of us, it's kind of like, fuck, dude, Thursday's coming up, we better work through this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I love you to death, and I love you too. I, I never, I mean it when I say I never, I never want to hurt your feelings. I never want you to feel angry or sad. I always want to inspire you the way that you inspire me. I always want to be the friend that you are to me, and I will always work to do that. Well, thank you. That yes. means a lot. Of course, and I mean it. And I just said it in front of all five of those people listening. <laughs> oh, is there people on a, on a call? No. Oh. Oh, you thought I was live calling, I, dude? I don't know what you were doing. No. Oh, okay. okay. I meant the five listeners, dude. <laughs> oh, we have more than five. <laughs> I know. I'm being uh, self-deprecating. Um, here's what I wanted to send you. You ready for this? Hmm. Okay, where are you? Because I just now responded. I didn't see something from Jesse. He reached out to me. Oh. Um, and I just now responded to him. I, did, I legitimately did not he was even like, see it. He's like, dude, something else has got to be going on. And I said, I, I think so too. And it, it might be the background noise, but also there's a lot. I knew there was something there about me that wasn't being addressed. And he's like, should I message him? I'm like, that's up to you, dude. He goes, oh, man, I love playing with Jake on Fridays, man. And I go, I do too. And he goes, I'm going to message him. So he did. Gotcha. Well, I appreciate it, Jeff, Jesse, like reaching out to Ben a lot. Um, this is what he sent me. Um, I don't even know. I don't think he knows like the interest you have in what I'm about to send you. Mm-hmm. But it is the melding of both our worlds. Mm. Pay. Uh, it's hard not to pay attention to the price, but I just sent it to you on Facebook Messenger. What do we got here? Mm-hmm. That is not Yo, real. Yes, it is. They can't. They built that. No, it's for purchase. No shit. Is it the article? Yeah. Let me send you the actual link to it on Lego.com. I have to. I don't care. I don't care the price. I don't care the price. I mean, what are you looking at? I it it doesn't. That's about where I thought it would be. Yeah. Um. At $250. So just those of you who are dying to hear what this <laughs> is, uh, it is the uh, Home Alone Scroll house. Scroll through those pictures, dude. Set. I'm getting an advertisement. Oh, gosh. I'm trying to get through. Um, let me go back to it. Uh, so if you've listened, you know how uh, much Home Alone uh, 2 in Home Alone in general uh, means to me. It's just like my absolute favorite uh, my absolute favorite movie of all time. It's like a movie I turn to for so many different things. And they literally created the whole set uh, of the house with all the traps. They've got Harry and Marv figurines, Kevin. Oh, yeah. It's, oh my the gosh. The tree house. I know. The van. I'm looking at the van. I'm looking at the, uh, with Marv sticking his head through the, the dog door yep, right now. Yep. Oh my goodness. I, I have to, I have to get that. Like there's <laughs> now uh, the whole they have the swinging uh the swinging paint cans do they oh my gosh yeah oh oh yeah they do oh my god I mean two hundred fifty dollars is a bargain for that for how much you're getting like, I mean it's the entire house it's the entire house scene by scene mm-hmm. there's yeah. the slippery stairs on the back 
There's the tree house. Mm -hmm. There's the wet bandits van. Stop it. I just can't. Yeah, mm -hmm. I. That's in, that's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. Our neighbors are knocking because they know that we're recording. Oh, gotcha. Oh, that was the neighbors. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, dude. Isn't that insane? Mm -hmm. That's a lot of money. That's steep, dude. That is steep. But that's how they get you. Mm -hmm. The Batmobile was two hundred fifty dollars, and I didn't buy it. But don't think every day that passes, I'm like, man, it's still available. <laughs> I there was oh, there was a few Harry Potter ones that have yeah. gotten me that I'm like. I'm going to buy that, and then I don't. Yeah. Harry Potter doesn't have great ones. They're, they have the little, these guys, the brickheads. Mm -hmm. Those, they have some ones that came out for Harry Potter that I want for those. Yeah, a lot of their, it, it looks too movie-ish for me. I don't know. Oh, yes, absolutely. That, and that's I why I think, saying. I think that's one of the reasons why I haven't pull, actually pulled the mm -hmm. trigger on one, is because I'm like, that just looks movie-themed. Yep. But you know, I guess what else are you going to, like, what else you're going to do? Like, nobody can make... Nobody can True. make a uh, a Harry Potter based on the books because how you picture certain things it's is all different. in your own. Yeah. It's all in your own mind. Yeah. But it definitely looks like cut straight out of a, the scenes from yeah. the movies. Did you? There's a big event, DC event, movies, DC movies. Mm -hmm. You probably have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know that that's Justice League, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, like yeah. those characters. Okay. Did you see the trailers that were released or announced? The Batman. No, that's the oh, one with Robert Pattinson. Yes. They released a whole trailer with him. There was a teaser for The Flash. There was a teaser for Black Adam. Are they redoing The Flash? They haven't made a Flash movie. But are they using the same Flash from Justice League? Yes. They are. Okay. Yes. What's his name? I don't know. I can't remember either. <laughs> but that, Those movies have not been good. Not good. Not good. And so every... but. But the Flash, like, I was talking with Clay. He was in here yesterday, and he was, like, shitting on the Flash hard. He's like, he's the worst character. Like, okay, you can go fast. Now you should be able to beat everybody because you're faster than them. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait. No, we'll counter that with a, a speedster. And it's like, well, I mean, yeah, dude. But I don't know. He was hating on the Flash big mm -hmm. time. And he goes, and he was making fun of me because the only reason I'm excited for the Flash movie, and this is why I brought this up, was... Um, what's his name? 1989 Batman. Mm -hmm. Michael Keaton is in this Flash movie. He is. As Batman. Really? Yes. Okay. So the Batman we know in this universe is Ben Affleck, mm -hmm. who is also in this movie. Oh. So there's multiple Earths in the DC universe. Okay. So he, the story of Flashpoint is that Barry Allen can go so fast that he can go back in time in two different Earths. He finds a, t a timeline or an Earth where... His, his mother was murdered mm -hmm. and his dad was blamed and his dad went to prison is the story of the flesh. Did you know that? I did not. It's intense, dude. So in this story. It's a hell of a backstory. Yeah. So in this story, and his dad's innocent. His his mom was murdered, I think, by a speedster in the comics, but I'm not sure. Um, so his dad's innocent also, and he knows that. Mm -hmm. um, so in this timeline, he finds that his mom is alive. And he doesn't want to leave that timeline. But that timeline now has changed every aspect that he's ever known to a point where, like, it's miserable. Mm. So in one in one version, he goes to Gotham and he sees Batman and he's like, Bruce, it's me. And Batman's like, what did you just call me? And he's like, Bruce. And then they fight it out. Turns out it's not Bruce. In this timeline, Bruce was killed in the alleyway. This is Thomas Wayne the father who lived and became Batman. Oh, wow. Yeah, dude. 
It's so, so awesome. So that's how they get old Batman with well, Michael Keaton? Yes, I think in one of the Earths, he meets Michael Keaton's Batman, and you're like, wait, who's this Batman? It's just a different Earth mm. of Bruce Wayne. Okay. And uh, Michael Keaton's the, narrating the whole trailer, and I'm just like, <gasps> oh my God. As I, a huge Batman fan that yeah. you are, like, I bet that's really And that's special. my Batman, dude. That's, that's my real... childhood Batman. Mm-hmm. Like 1989 Batman, that first movie I'm obsessed with. And he's narrating it, and he's like, if you could go to any time, in any place, in any space, why here? And then it shows him, like, going to, like, touch his mom's shoulder. And then he, then it shows, like, a behind-the-back shot of Michael Keaton stepping into frame wearing the cowl. You can mm. only see his backside. And then it cuts to the flash, and he's like, so will you help us? Dude, if he is in more of this movie as a Batman than just, like, a, hey, buddy, how mm-hmm. are you? I'll die. I will die, dude. I will die. Oh, well, I'm really excited for you because it's yeah. awesome when um, movies and just, I just, I guess, uh, popular culture yes. kind of hits that nerve. Right? But they, I know, but they're doing it just to get this reaction out of me. It's, yeah. It sucks. Yeah, but it's still nice, though. Yeah. I mean, I was really disappointed when, uh, with the final, because I was really excited for the final Star Wars because I heard Wedge was going to be in it. And Wedge was oh, like, yes. my, Wedge was my favorite Star Wars character. Mm-hmm. And then he was literally in it for like three seconds. Mm-hmm. And he's not even flying an X-Wing. Right. He's But you hear he's going to be in it and yeah. you're like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, DC seems like, you know, Clay had a Clay had a great point. We talked about all this. You know, he's like, you know, DC struggled to find out which direction they're going in. Mm-hmm. Are we funny like Suicide Squad and like um, Birds of Prey and, and Harley Quinn? Or are we serious and dark and more intense like like the uh justice league mm-hmm. like where do we fall in this universe and marvel's like here's the here's the format follow it which is kind of lame but they make good movies mm-hmm. so i don't know i kind of like the variety of i like the variety in the in the in the spectrum of dc if it gives us some good movies sometimes yeah you know what i mean so so you'll have some funny ones you'll have some fun action ones but then you're gonna have shit thrown in there as well there's just i mean and i don't think avengers i haven't seen them but i don't think they've hit on everything oh no no but they've done pretty damn well yeah for how many movies and how many actors how many moving parts yes uh, there's a lot marvel has had they've done a really good job of making a a continuous story um Especially now that they're tying in miniseries into mm, right. the into canon, mm-hmm. and that's got to get really tricky. Yeah, to make sure they're not like messing up storylines. Right. Like, that's oh yeah. That creates some. That's some crazy writing to make sure you're not stepping on toes of other yes. stories that are happening at the same time or and make undoing sure, things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Talking to you, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Right. Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Friggin' Dozier. Um. Anyway, so I'm excited. One thing that I will say is DC does animation really well. As far as storytelling. Okay. Like the Flashpoint movie mm-hmm. is great, but it's animated. Oh. So if you can kind of, you know, sometimes people have a hard time connecting with animation because they're cartoons, right? Yeah. But if you can if, if you can get over that wall, one of the one of my favorite movies and one of the most beautiful, I have two movies that I think are beautiful. One's a Marvel one and one's a DC. Uh, Into the Spider-Verse. I was just going to say that. That That's movie is incredible. Amazing movie. It's amazing. Um, and Under the Red Hood, Batman is amazing it's mm. so well done um it's a great story it's a great graphic novel and then to put it in that format it was awesome um injustice do you know that story Mm-mm. 
Uh, it's on from the game. Super, I think Lois Lane dies, and then Superman like just goes on this rage, and then he becomes like the ultimate like single police of the world, and even kind of turns on the Justice League as them like overstepping boundaries, and he's like the dominant like mm. Leviathan person, if you will. Yeah. Like he controls it all. If you step out of line, he's all powerful. So I guess they try to make that into an Injustice animated film on. HBO Max, and I guess it's not very good. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Because that sounds like a really cool premise if yeah. they could have landed it. The game has it, and the game has a really intense story, mm-hmm. but then you gotta, like, it's just like Mortal Kombat. You're like fighting through levels, cutscene, fighting someone, cutscene. Oh, really? Fight. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's lame. <laughs> Dude, you know what's lame? It's playing Back for Blood that we played. Is that bad? Dude. I was playing with those, Zinda those and Jess. Those guys were high on it. Dude, they, like, they, we were playing it, and like, I was just chilling, like going through the motions, and I was, you know, I was trying to like mm-hmm. be a good teammate and go through it. But it, one, it's fucking hard if you do it in, on any other level than fucking easy. It's hard. Um, but is it a survival zombie game, dude? It's just yeah. It, have you ever played Left 4 Dead? Yeah. Same thing. Oh, okay. Same exact thing. Mm-hmm. Just more gore and like I don't know. There's more you can do. There's this whole card system where you can like use cards to like give yourself perks and stuff. It's it's complex. Mm. Too complex, not like more complex than I want to get into. Yeah. Like if I don't know, I'm I'm either like Call of Duty or, or like Minecraft. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of my range. Like Overwatch is a great change of pace, I think, between both of those, right? Yeah. But that's the median of it. Uh Bat Arkham, Batman movie games, you ever play any of those? No. Those are fun. But I just hate and I like those because it's open world. GTA, mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever played that. No. It's open world. I like where I can go and kind of do my own thing. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. If you look at Minecraft, it's an open world, and I get to explore and build, right? Yeah. Batman, I get to go and explore. Uh, GTA, I get to go and do my own things, choose my missions, right? Call of Duty is very linear. Not linear, but it's like, it's like here's the game, and you play it. Mm-hmm. Halo, I never play the stories because it's, all right, go here. Now do this. All right, good job. Now go here and do this. All right, good job. Now yeah. go over here and you do like, this. You like more sandbox games. Yeah. And that's how Black for Blood is. It's like, all right, get to this point and, and kill the zombies on your way there. Oh, that's pretty lame. Dude, it was so lame. And I was like, so you guys you guys good? Like, are we done? <laughs> and I didn't bring it up. I didn't say that for like hours. Like, I played it for like two and a half hours. You guys played that long? Dude, for a while. And I just, I just did is it. Is it free download? It was on Game Pass. Oh, it was. Yeah. Okay. But, mm. but going back to Halo, dude, those controllers are weird. I can't believe you're not into Halo. I haven't been into Halo since Halo. Like Halo Two is the only game I liked in playing SWAT. Okay, I'm telling you right now. I'm getting you a hard drive, and you're gonna take Master Chief Collection. I'll go get. No, I have the Master. I have. You do? I have Master Chief. I just have to download it, dude. It's got Halo Two on it. You're right, it does. Yeah. And so I was playing through the... So I don't know what night it was. Oh, Saturday night. No one was on. Mm. And I just hopped on for a little bit. And I started going through, like, the Halos. And I played... I put, like... Oh, like, let me play 2, 3, 4, and and Reach. That was... I put the range on there. You can select the games that come up multiple Mm -hmm. as, like, random. Dude, I was like, you know what? I turned all of them off because every time I played Halo 2, I had the most fun. Mm -hmm. So I just turned off 3, 4, and Reach and 1. And I just played Halo 2 on multiplayer. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Halo 2 was the best yes. combat because the shields were penetrable. Yep. And you didn't feel like you had to dump an entire Did you play magazine. SWAT? 
Yeah, that's all I played. Do me too. Back in the day with SWAT, SWAT is the best. Mm-hmm. So it's um, so they have Halo Two, which is okay, it's fun, but then they have Halo Two Remastered mm. on there, okay. and it's freaking awesome. And well, it's insane that I didn't know this. They like. I felt like this was a game when it first came out that they kind of just made to appease the fans, right? But then they've been dumping so much work into it recently. There's like, it's not like a season pass, but there are insane amounts of unlockables hmm. for like, here's Halo Online and here's all the things you can you can unlock for your online profile. But then here are all these unlockables for each individual game. Weird. Dude, they put a ton huh. into it. That's awesome. Yeah. It's cool that they're making it more customizable. Yeah, because I felt like every time you'd go on there, I think it is cross-platform, though, which is a little frustrating because you're getting a lot of PC guys in there. But Halo 2, pff, I dominate. Mm-hmm. That, I was, that was my game. I, I have played so many hours yeah. of Halo 2. Yeah. I'm just Halo burnt 2. out on Call of, on Warzone, specifically. I get, it. I, I get it. Specifically. Yeah. Like, And then when we get that dub quick, it's like, all right, now what? Yeah, it's kind of boring. And then we chase a dub forever, and then it never happens. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I like to change it up with multiplayer. And I get, stuff. I get being burned out. Yeah, yeah, I get, I completely get it. I, I know, but I want to play with you. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> so uh, Warzone. I'm like, uh, yeah, okay, I'll play Warzone because I'm not gonna get, I'm not gonna be burnt out on it because it's playing with you and Jess, mm-hmm. right? It's the best to play with you guys. Um, I played a round of Warzone before. Uh, I saw you before coming here. I saw you. Did you? Yeah, I put on my Xbox because I was working on and working in here, and uh, I turned on the Xbox and I uh, was watching Big Brother season five. Still almost done, pretty good. Um, mm. Dude, it's weird how much like I'm. This is gonna get off topic real quick, but it's weird how much like just what is the word I'm looking for when they like treat people like possessions or things. There's a term for it. I'm not that I'm not com- I'm not remembering or recalling, but like the way that they talk about these people on the show, like it's just like it's cringy, dude. Hmm. Like all the girls, like I'm so fat. I'm, I've weighed gained so much weight, and like they're 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 healthy, right? And the guys are like, oh, they're so annoying how they're talking about them. And then like one guy is like, hey, I'm gonna try to get these two who are kind of like a showman's. I'm gonna try to get them to fight. So then he just walks up to the girl and kisses her. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, dude, just and like and then the show. Oh, the show. So when they're talking about how much weight the girls have gained, when the girls are like, oh, man, I've gained so much weight this summer. And then they're like talking about what foods they were eating and that caused that weight gain. CBS cuts a side by side shot of her at day six and then day 37. No. Yes. And I'm like. No way! Can, I rewound it, and I'm like, only get the way with that. What year was season five? I don't a six, uh, five. Yeah, I don't know. It was like had two, to been a early two thousands, yeah, dude. A long time, like ago. almost fifteen years ago. But I was like, That's crazy. Oh, oh, but all that shit is just cringy. Anyway, so I turned on the Xbox because I'm finishing that season, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I wonder who's on. And I saw you playing Warzone. And I was like, oh, well, I gotta had, get this fixed. Well, I had left it. I had left it at the Warzone lobby and took a dogs for a walk because mm-hmm. I had played at like I don't know if you were home at like five thirty. Okay, because I was playing at like five thirty. Uh, it was like seven when I looked. Okay, yeah, I was just I was walking the dogs. Did you get it up? I got third and solos on Verdance. Third and solos on Verdance, dude. Yeah. I don't know how you even have the capacity to just do solos. Like even thinking about it, I'm like, ugh, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. It's so stressful and anxiety like 
just like I am intent. Oh, dude, I get scared. I get scared so much on that fucking game. Like <laughs> I should just record myself one time because there are times where I'm like, oh, shit, like. I'm jumping. I'm jumping, and I'm mm-hmm. terrified. And when you, if I say that scared me, I don't mean like, oh, that, that hey, that scared me. Mm-hmm. I mean I'm jumping, yeah. and like my shoulders went up, and I'm like, it scared the fuck out of me. Yeah, yeah. There's never been a game where I've had more of a competitive like streak in me. Like mm-hmm. when you feel excited about like when you're like close to that final circle, yes. whether you're in like singles or duos mm-hmm. or quads whatever like when you're like chasing when you you're like right there for the win yes and you're like running around sprinting and you're yelling at your got your teammates Teammate. through the <laughs> it's dude i that's what those are like those are the few moments that like mm, keep me going back for that for game sure. to that game because it's trash man like i tried to log on and then it just sat there and spun trying to connect the xbox live servers and i'm like hard reset then it works. Yeah. And then it's like update requires restarts. And then I had to restart it again. And I'm just like, this is. It sucks. It sucks. This game is terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. It's yep. broken. And we buy the game pass or the, the what's it called? Yeah. The, the battle pass. I or keep whatever. buying the battle pass and like, well, I got to play it because now I got to work through the battle pass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stupid. It's so, so dumb. We're so dumb. Yeah. But that's how they get us. Yeah. I was reading time. this article, like the 10 worst things in gaming like mm-hmm. the 10 worst things in gaming like modern gaming right now yeah. and it's uh one of them is uh, like the one or two i think on the list from what culture was uh i uh, microtransactions yeah well i think that like microsoft or no 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 uh blizzard was getting in trouble for microtransactions in overwatch mm. like they just didn't like like they were getting in trouble by whoever they are right the regulators of the the game space saying like what you're doing is problematic and like like gambling for children and it you can't do it you can't you have to stop so i don't know if there's ever been like a you know hammer down gavel down on that mm-hmm. but that's where the trend is is like people saying like you guys are creating gambling addictions in children yeah i mean i just said it right mm-hmm. i buy the game pass and i'm like well now i gotta fucking play it so i can get through it and make it worth my money yeah that's terrible mm-hmm. <laughs> and think about it like if there's so many things that you're gonna want that you can't get unless you buy the game pass. Like yes. you can unlock it yep. for free, but you don't get access to it mm-hmm. until you bought the game pass. Yeah. Now they do throw in a handful of freebies you yep. get regardless, but those are far and few between. I don't know. It's That's just, how it's Fortnite got me. Mm-hmm. Like I did the same thing on Fortnite. But Fortnite, you get a season pass for like ten bucks. Yeah. It is predatory. Like uh Super. EA got the shit slapped out of them by a better business bureau, whomever. I don't know who, uh-huh. like you said, like whoever regulates right. this. Uh, and they got shamed hard for their microtransactions on um, Battle Star Wars Battlefront. I guess that was oh. the, I guess that was like the worst microtransactions. Like apparently you couldn't, the amount, it, in order to be even competitive, mm-hmm. if you didn't pay extra for loot boxes, <gasps> is you couldn't like you couldn't, you couldn't even compete unless you paid for in-game purchases terrible and so like they they advertise like you can play as vader you can play as luke but those were yes. lo- those were yes i remember you this. had to unlock and yeah. you had to pay for those unlocks and it's just that's yeah, terrible that's predatory for sure that shit's predatory um anyways enough of games sorry guys <laughs> <laughs> at least it's not blazers right yeah oh dude don't even get me started <laughs> sometimes you say shit and like you've this is me saying things that i'm like does that bother me <laughs> but sometimes you say shit and I'm like, Jake, that's hard to do. 
What? <laughs> like Damien? Like I don't remember. It wasn't like Damien. It was so, somebody like making or missing shots last night, and you were like, "He oh, you were like they're wide open." I'm like, he wasn't wide open, but then I forgot you were there, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, okay, maybe he didn't see because he was there. But what I kept seeing was Rocco rotating, like trying to help, and then leaving. Barnes open. Mm-hmm. Barnes was open every time because Roko was guarding him. And Roko was dropping down to help. Yeah. Boom. Barnes for a three. Boom. Barnes for a three. Boom. Barnes for a three. And normally he doesn't shoot at that percentage. Yeah. And Phillips said in this post game, he was oh. like, that was part of the, he, that was just the rotation. We mm. knew when we knew we had to rotate Roko over to help yes. on dribble drives from Fox because Fox the pace that they were playing Dude, he's and fast and Fox attacking the way that he was. We knew we were going to have to rotate over. Yeah, but that's the downside of playing a three guard lineup. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, what I was going to say is, uh, so you're always you I, you're you're negative and I'm just as negative too. But when you're negative, I'm like, hey, that's my Blazers, and I'm sure I, you're the same way. Like when I say, you're like, well, you know, because I'll say some shit, and you're like. Well, I mean, it's not that easy. And I'm like, oh, yeah, not, that's just an example, <laughs> yeah. right? But it's like we're, well, we're all both, negative. Well, we're both contrarians, <laughs> yeah. right? For sure. Mm-hmm. But then you're there, right? So you've paid money and you're like sitting in the building. And like when it got loud, when it got close, I was like, I was thinking about you because there was a window. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what it was. You were like, those two threes were wide open. And I'm they like, were. But dude, it was they, they were deep no they weren't dude the one that powell took at the top that was deep oh yeah you're right okay <laughs> that one was deep but Rocos was right on the line where was he he was uh just off the left elbow left elbow yep corner like mm-hmm. angle three yes yeah. he should have that's well, his and that's and his, that spot is his shot too. when yeah. i went to uh fan fest and granted it's fan fest like a practice he did not miss a three from that exact spot mm-hmm. so when he pulled and it looked it, the thing is it looked down too oh yeah you were that angle you yeah. said yeah mm-hmm. so i was like oh that's money Bung. no and i was straight like i was straight on baseline from the from the other side oh baseline, baseline. got you got and you he was they were on the opposite their their second half bucket was opposite for me mm-hmm. so i had the perfect look at dame's last shot mm. dude that thing looked down Oh, really? I even said it to Kyle, I'm like, it's down. And then it went well, just left of the rim, yep. rattle, rattle, rattle out. And I was like, he did not mm. shoot well. 0 for 9 yeah. from 3. Yeah. And he had open looks, too. Yeah. Uh, he will never do that again, and Barnes will never shoot 8 of 11 again. So, yeah. And it's a three point game. So, well, Like you said, fire Terry Stotts. Yeah. Well, it's. <laughs> I was telling me and Kylie were. Because I was like rage texting you guys last yeah, night. Oh, and she was like, why don't you talk to me? And I'm like, all right, fair enough. So as we're walking back and I was explaining to her, like defense in the NBA is like there's two different like defenses can be attributed. There's two different components of defense. Yeah. There's like player and personnel. Mm-hmm. And then there is um, systems. And then there's system, there's yeah. scheme. And I said Stotts was Stotts had bad defensive players in a bad defensive scheme. Yes. So he brought the worst out of his already mm. subpar defensive roster. Right. Billups is supposedly trying to bring a new philosophy, a new scheme yeah. to this team defense. Right now, it's not looking like players are either looking right. like they're thinking um, and they're not rea- they're not very, reacting very well as quickly. Yeah. Uh, but I go the thing that frustrated me most about Stotts, and he was asked this question, and Dame even it was so, it's so weird like. I follow the Blazers way too much. Um, <laughs> That's, is there so, such thing? <laughs> so last year, uh, so last season, uh, Stotts in a po- in a post game one, which where the defense was terrible again. Um, he was asked the question: "It's like you guys 
played really bad defense. They they the the reporter prefaced mm-hmm. it saying you guys played really really bad defense until it got to the point where the game was almost away from you. Yeah. And then you it with all your then you throw all and then everybody's like fighting back against the wall, super energy. Then you started getting turnovers, you started getting stops, you got yourself back in the game, but it was already too late at that point. Yeah. And you just fell short. And they asked Stotts, how are you going to be more consistent instead of having to rely on that ener- on energy defense? Mm-hmm. How do you be consistent schematically, consistent for four quarters with defense? And Stotts just blew off the question. And then mm-hmm. Dame last night brings that up and he goes, we played really good defense when we basically said we played really good defense when we gave a shit. Oh, but the wow. problem is, is that the good he even says the good teams are consistent from quarter to quarter, game to game with yes. their defense. He's like, we can't. He's like, we're going to look and think like, oh, we had a quarter and a half of good defense, mm-hmm. but what about the other two and a half quarters yes. where we buried ourselves by eighteen points? Yep. I'm like, thank God, Dame. Yeah. Dame gets it. Yeah, Dame hundred percent gets it. Yeah. And like him saying that, it was just. It, it it felt really good. Mm-hmm. It made me feel better about where this team is headed. Okay. That he feels confident in being able to say that. Because that's almost a shot at his team. Like it is. Without actually naming anybody, that's yes. a shot at his teammates. Yeah. So it's a collective. It's a team. Mm-hmm. He's owning it as much as all yeah. of them should be. Yeah. And you can't he's like you, we can't rely on because he's like no team, he even said he said no team can go balls to the wall for four quarters. Right. You have so in order to be able to be a good defensive team, you have to be consistent in mm-hmm. what you do. Right. You can't just rely on the, our backs against the wall. Now let's give a shit. Give more kinda, effort. Yeah, right. the more and the high energy because you can't do that for four quarters. No, and that's no. and that's the only way you play good defense. It's you're going to smart. If that's the only way you can play good defense, you're going to get killed in this yeah. league. Yeah, yeah. So and we've seen it. Mm-hmm. One last thing I want to bring up is: uh, Are we eating crow? About you? Yeah. yeah. About Anthony? Yeah. 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 He looks like a man, dude. Yeah. He looks good. Really good. I wish he was in the game at the end. Yeah. It's stupid. That pass to, uh, uh, what's his name? Zeller? Yes. Yeah. Well, on the drive, mm-hmm. I was like, who the hell is that? And his floater? Yeah. His floater looks deadly. Yeah. And he blew past two primary ball. De- like, he brought the ball up the court, blew past the primary defender, and got to the lane, got to the bucket before the defender even knew what was happening. Yeah. His hit that step is boom fast, dude. My my mother in law is like a huge Simon's fan, and uh, Simon's right, yeah, Simon's. Yeah. And she's always like, "Man, I love the kid. I love the kid." I'm like, "He sucks." Okay, but to be fair, he did. Yeah. Oh, he sucks. Yeah. But I don't know if he sucks anymore. No, he doesn't. And this is only a small sample. Like even even on the the practice on the mm-hmm. open the uh, what's it called fan fest, he was like doing things I'd never seen him do before, and he looked bigger, and I was like. Uh oh. Apparently, he spent, according to Quick, yeah, he spent all off season basically just pumping iron, yeah, taking care of like getting his body yeah. to where it needs to be and yeah. working on being aggressive getting to the basket, yeah, because Stotts wanted him to be just a three point shooter, explore right. floor spacer. Phillips came in and said, "This is what I see for you, mm-hmm. and this is what you're going to do: get to the rim. Yeah, you've got way too much too much athleticism. Yeah. Athleticism. You either going to get a dunk or you're going to get fouled. Yes." And he's got hops. Mm-hmm. He's the dunk champion. Yeah. He can get up. Yeah. Yeah. We're in trouble. We're going to eat crow. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, I, I would love to be wrong. Yeah, this. for sure. I would love to. I'll be okay being wrong. Shitting on the Blazers. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go Brandon. Brandon. You don't know this? Oh, this is what this is. Isn't that uh, fuck Biden? Uh, fuck Joe Biden. Fuck Joe Biden. Yes. 
Let's go, Brandon. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know the, the I don't story? Know the, I don't know the context. Okay, of the story. so this NASCAR guy, Brandon, he wins a race, and it's like a, I don't know if it's an ESPN reporter or whatever, but she's interviewing him after the race, and the entire track is chant is chanting "Fuck Joe Biden," but she thinks they're saying "Let's go, Brandon," because that's who just won the race. And she's mm. like, that's right. You hear them? They're saying, let's go, Brandon. How do you feel about that? And how do you feel about the race? And then everybody's like, no, they're clearly saying fuck Joe Biden. So this is like taken off, dude. There's like stickers being sold everywhere online, merch being sold everywhere online. Like, let's go, Brandon. Hashtag let's go, Brandon. I was the number two and number one song for a little bit yesterday on iTunes. I guess there's a song. Let's go, Brandon. Like, oh, yeah. So fuck Joe Biden is like. A cultural phenomenon right now. I hate the world we live in. But but but, but it's but. also fun. That is fun. Internet is undefeated. But there was a Macklemore song that was fuck Donald Trump. Yeah. I didn't like that either. I know, but I'm just saying, like, for those who are like you know, like you we, we have talked about this fuck mm-hmm. Joe Biden thing, right? I don't mind people saying fuck Donald Trump, right? But but then it's like, wait, fuck Joe Biden. It's like, okay, guys, come on. Like, this is my this is my thought process. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm guilty of, right? Like, oh, come on, guys, be more mature. But then Macklemore's like, fuck Donald Trump. Fuck no. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. But I think I think the 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 best I've heard it said is from you, and it's just like, I mean, why are we talking like that about these people? Mm-hmm. Like waving flags. Let's say, I mean, I don't, I, I haven't seen, well, look, there's a song, Fuck Donald Trump, then there's a song, like, Let's Go Brandon, which is a joke mm-hmm. on Fuck Joe Biden. But I don't see the Fuck Donald Trump flags everywhere. And when you're walking down the street and there's a flag-waving Fuck Joe Biden, I, like, I'm not, I'm trying to be, like, nonpartisan on this thing, right? But it's just like, guys. It's not equal. It's not equal. Is it biased to say that? Uh, That's what no, I'm getting it's at. Because it's empirically accurate. Okay. Okay. Like I you mean, see some dude in a big ass truck flying a fuck Joe Biden flag. Yeah. That dude pulls up next to you. Dude, you I mean, I don't know. I feel intimidated. Like, oh, intimidated. I do. I kind of feel like I kind of, I'm not necessarily intimidated, but I like, if I'm sitting next to that person, I'm just kind of like, well, that person clearly like just does not like if he's saying fuck Joe Biden. Right. Publicly in such a fashion. In such a fashion. It's just like I'm uncomfortable being around this person. Oh, OK. Like okay. this person doesn't want like this person is so like div- like unhinged. How, dude. how well that and how they <laughs> see the world is yeah. so black and white. Yeah. And so us versus them. Yeah. I'm like, this guy doesn't see people. I'm, I'm like this dude would if this guy was like, you voted for Biden. Well, fuck Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what he's going to what he would say to me if I was driving around with a Joe Biden bumper sticker. Yeah. Like, am I going to get ran off the road? Right, right. I get what you're saying, for sure. Because if that's the inhibition, mm-hmm. like, how far does that inhibition go? Yeah. If you're waving a fuck Joe Biden flag. Mm-hmm. Um, like, say you pulled up to a family member's house, right? And you, you, you're you a Democrat. You vote for, for Joe Biden. Yeah. You pull up, and then they're flying a flag above their house that says, fuck Joe Biden. Are you going to feel welcome walking into the house? I mean, I'll be wearing my, will you shut up, man hat. <laughs> <laughs> true i mean you're like yeah you're you i'm have, what you no, like you have that you have that ability i get what you're saying to though. like absolutely to like 
roll with that right. stuff. Oh, me, I do it all the time. Me, I, 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 I don't. I don't have that. There's ability. a there's a Trump supporter that I, I engage with um, frequently, and he's got like the fuck Joe Biden face mask and all this stuff. And I go out of my way to say, hey, and he's like, yeah. And I go, I voted for Joe Biden. Like I just say mm-hmm. it. He knows I did. He's just like he always says. Uh, he always calls me. Uh, today he said. Um, he referred to me to somebody else as like. Uh, what did he call me? That American hating jihad Jeff. <laughs> Jesus. And like he's he's a troll. Mm-hmm. He's a troll. But that's that because of my just moderate views on things i hate america mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. because i won't go to the extreme of like what wearing a uh fuck joe biden mask or or what it, another guy i saw was wearing recently he was wearing like a uh, what was it like a liberals a liberal suck or fuck liberals something on his shirt on his mask mm. and i was like you know technically you're a liberal liberal and he's like what? No, I'm not. And I go, well, I mean, classically, I mean, it's by the definition, the classic definition. Yeah, you are. And he was like, no, I'm not. And I go, I'm not going to talk to you if you're wearing that mask. And I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. He took it off. Really? He hasn't worn it since around me. Like I see him like frequently and he won't wear it around me now. He wears a different one about communism or something. But he's like, I think when he knows he's going to interact with me, he'll he'll put on a different mask. Mm-hmm. I don't know that for sure, but. I called him out on it, mm-hmm. and he, I think, trapping him and like not understanding what classic liberalism was. He was like, "I can't wear that around Jeff because he's gonna he's gonna make me define it, and I'm, I don't want to do that." <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I want to do, yeah. right? Is trap challenge, them, you challenge, challenge them, them yeah. and trap them in there. Define what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Define what you're saying. Yeah. They can't. Fuck Joe Biden. I mean, you can't get any clearer than that. I guess. What's so crazy to me is like they're so convinced that Joe Biden is all these things, but. He just dropped his uh, the three point two billion dollar uh, budget. Mm-hmm. He just like negotiated it. He's basically negotiated it down with Republicans to like one point five trillion, which is like a normal budget, right? It's just I don't get like you never saw that from Donald Trump. There was never a waiver on border wall, or there was never like it's, it's do what I fucking say or else. Yeah. Whereas Biden was like, okay, I'm going to start here at 3.2 trillion. Mm-hmm. That got a bunch of pushback. He couldn't get even his own party on board with it. Right. Okay, so let's, let's start work cutting on it. things. Let's, we got to get a budget passed. That's so huge. what can we? What can we? What can we pass? Yeah. Like what on earth is wrong with? Apparently, like that's wrong. Like fuck yes. Joe Biden for Working compromising. Together. Did you see the new Kepler video? I didn't. I didn't get a chance to watch. Dude, that. like he's interviewing these people at this Trump rally, and they're like. You know, we should all just get together and then or get along and work together. And, you know, he's like, yeah, I mean, like not like flipping each other off like this. Right. And they're like, yeah, exactly. He's like, you guys would never just walk up to someone you disagree with and just be like, fuck you. Right. And they're like, no, and he's like putting up both his middle fingers. People can't see me. I forget mm-hmm. that because I'm talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they're like, yeah, yeah, for sure. They're both wearing a shirt that has Trump double flip finger the bird. And it says like, fuck Joe Biden, fuck Kamala Harris. And he's asking them, like, what should we do? We should work together, right? Yeah, yeah, we totally should as Americans. And we would never, like, say fuck you to the opposition like that, right? That's just, oh, my God, people. And then he starts questioning people about Q. And, like, this guy, he's asking him, like, hey, Q, okay, you, you, you support Q? And he's like, well, yeah, of course. 
And he's like, so tell me about Q. And he's like, well, you know, Donald Trump is still the president. And he's like, oh, he is. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, he's in control of the he's. Why do you think he's flying around in Air Force One to different cities around the world? Because he's trying to make things right. And he's like, Joe Biden is the president. He's like, no, it's tech. It really is Donald Trump. They're just they're trying to make you believe that it's Joe Biden. It's not a real presidency. And then he goes, okay. And he's like, yeah, he's in charge of the he's the president. He's in charge of the military. And Kepler. He knew he goes, mm-hmm. oh, the military. OK, so like Afghanistan, that was all Trump's fault. And he's like, what? N- no, no. And he's like, well, if he controls the military, like you could just see him. Mm-hmm. He got him. He knew it. And it's just it's like there. You've said it before. And it was the best way because you always put things so eloquently is they're untethered from reality. Mm-hmm. There is no. Republic, there is no government structure to them. There is no comprehension of how this has worked for forever, right? Mm-hmm. Not forever, right? Yeah. But a system that has worked and built on it, mm-hmm. on itself, through norms and through everything else that we've always discussed. They have no idea about None. basic civics. Mm-mm. And, like, that's that was the inspiration, I think, for for To the Republic, right? Is like, holy shit. Like even it was a, re- a reflection on myself of how little I knew about government structures mm-hmm. and systems and how it all works to then like if I don't know this, there's got to be a lot of people out there who don't know it. But then you see like this blatant like desire not to know it because it's there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's there. Mm-hmm. It, like basic like YouTube cartoons and channels and like. Instead of instead of instead of fucking Googling or YouTube searching your conspiracy theories, just switch it up and say, how does how do the structures or branches of the government work? Just just watch that video. I yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know how you get I just I don't know. It's trying to make sense of a crazy person. People. So it's like so many people, so many people. But it doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't know how you get there, right? I, I've tried to, like, go through a mental exercise of how I could get myself to... Oh, me too. ...to believe it. <laughs> yeah. And I can't get there. No. Like, I can't get I can't get there. But why? Why can't we get there? Maybe because we know, like, as much as you try to forget... Yes. ...verifiable... And you know a lot, too. Like, you know way more than I know about, like... Like politics, right? Mm-hmm. But so think so say like I don't know, maybe it's just no matter how much I try to be like compartmentalizing my when I'm trying to do that mental exercise, like as much as I try to compartmentalize, yes, the it's still like permeates a little yeah, bit. Kind yeah, of like yeah. it's I still can't get there because I fully can't mentally forget like it that can't happen because this check in whatever like this law or whatever is like keeping that from happening like i don't know i i'm thinking about my just interest in like extraterrestrial life and conspiracy theories Mm -hmm. right i enjoy good conspiracy theory or or the mental exercise of imagining life out there or the possibilities of how life started here right Mm -hmm. there's no real definitive answer but that's a that's a that's something you can go down and do what ifs about, right? 
And you always, you know, you're always like, come on, Jeff, they're not UFOs, right? But it's fun for me to, like, go through that and, like, if you really wanted to and take an isolated incident and go, okay, here's an isolated incident. Let's look at it. If you can't explain it, you're not going to say it is or isn't aliens where I will always default to it's <laughs> aliens. But for those same, say those same dots, right? The same linear thinking of yeah. like, here's a small sample of what they're arguing as truth, the pizza gate, right? Let's look at that. And it's just like it and it, it happens, comes up all the time with people that I, that I spend a lot of time in my life with. If it doesn't make sense, it's probably not true. And their 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 deliberate sidestepping to get where they want. Mm-hmm. That is what I think throws me off. When you're trying to walk down a straight path to connect two dots and you have to take a giant route around to mm-hmm. make that connection that should give you pause and i think that that's what disconnects us right we're seeing two points all right here's something that that happened and here's what they're saying is going on and as we try to in that mental exercise walk down that straight path it should just be a straight path and you find yourself zigzagging to other like what ifs or what mm-hmm. about isms then you're like okay it's a if i can't walk straight there i'm, I'm out yeah. it doesn't make sense to me that's because you, i think you that's perfectly put and i would i would say that that indicates they have a desired outcome that's a great point yes it is a desired outcome Mm -hmm. when you're trying to explain b from a but you've already made your mind up on b Mm -hmm. you're gonna take whatever route you need to to get there exactly yeah that's a great point instead of yeah yeah that's it that's it it's a bummer, dude. Mm-hmm. It's a bummer. And it's dangerous yeah. as shit. It is. And, th- and that's one of the things, like, I think history has taught us, right? It's not like you you got or any discipline, right? You gather your evidence mm-hmm. and then you come to your conclusion. There you go. You don't start with your, like, conclusion. I'm, yes. Uh, you, don't, yes! You, don't start with, it. you don't start with, like, saying, okay. Just off a hunch, I know nothing about this topic. But I, uh, <laughs> I what I want to have happen is that um, Vikings found the New World before Christopher Columbus. Okay. And then you go and you just start you start searching for it. Yeah. Right? And you, so you're going to just go out. And then that already is going to create, even if you're trying to go out and find verifiable sources, mm-hmm. sources that are peer-reviewed, you're already going to have a built-in bias of omission because, because you're, of the frame you're going, of the question, because yeah. of the frame of the question, you've already framed how you want yes. the kind of the kind of information you're going to be looking for. Yeah. Instead of going and trying to get a breadth and depth. Yeah. Of sources that would that would nest that could be contradictory, yes. and then finding some way to kind of synthesize those and finding a middle ground answer between both of them. Mm-hmm. You're only going to be seeking out information that already fits the outcome that you want to have happen instead of even, even if it's not conscious, yeah. it's still subconscious oh, and you're yeah. still going to do it. Cause you're now discarding anything that is supporting your end argument mm-hmm. instead of, I want to prove that Vikings discovered the Americas before Christopher Columbus. The question is who discovered the Americas, mm-hmm. how you get there. 
you can have so many reports and evidences and things to then change your mind and have your mind growth and your thought growth. And then you don't come to the conclusion of like, oh, I absolutely thought it was the Vikings first. But it turns out maybe not. that's not true. And here's some other arguments mm-hmm. that maybe counter that. Or we, we don't have sufficient evidence to prove that Vikings were here, but here's the evidence that, that does support it. Yes. And uh, right now we're, we're still unclear, but there is evidence that pointed to that does point to Vikings being here before Columbus. But sounds we can't like, definitively say that. Sounds like you're conceding your first initial argument and you're a pussy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's exactly what I am. That's the argument, yeah. right? Like, if you don't believe that and you can't stand by that, then you're a fucking pussy. Mm-hmm. No, I read something that was not definitive, so I'm not just going to just say that as fact. Mm-hmm. I yeah. will say aliens are real, though. <laughs> <laughs> they probably are. I mean, if you're going to play the odds. Yeah, they're definitely real. They're definitely real. Just have they made contact with the, with, uh, with the world is a, uh, is a different is a different. I'm topic. fed up with this world. As you should be. Um, you had a lot to discuss. Okay. Uh, really quick, yeah. um, I, I can do this in about like two minutes. Let's hear it. Uh, the, if I were, so <laughs> over four, how, how much, I got, okay, I got to look at the number. So okay, pay, look at no, the numbers. pay no attention to me stalling sometimes. I left my phone out in my car. No, you did not. No, I, s- I didn't. It's in my pocket. I sent you Legos. Dude. <laughs> we, I've we, looked we, at, we a whole I have segment. looked at my phone during this episode. <laughs> um, okay. So. You know what's really fun, like why I'm doing this? It's really funny to me because everybody was shitting on the Jets for trading Sam Darnold, who used to be their quarterback, mm-hmm. in favor who was their guy they drafted third overall like four years ago. Yeah, they traded him to Carolina, and then Carolina got off to a three zero start, and everybody was shitting on the Jets for um for making the the bad choice of trading away the better quarterback for drafting this other this younger kid. Yeah, and uh, I would just like to say that the Carolina Panthers and Sam Darnold have lost. Uh, three straight since going 3-0. Mm. And Sam Darnold is now tied for the league record in total turnovers this season through six games. And Sam Darnold uh, is, has the worst quarterback rating among any quarterback who isn't a rookie this season. So I'm not saying that drafting Zach Wilson was the right choice, but I but all can also be true is that moving on from Sam Darnold was. So... Suck it, all you naysayers. I'm sure there's a ton of There's just a lot naysayers. of listeners who are just really like, yeah, Jake. Screw the Jets. Screw the Jets. If um, anything, you've probably inspired some interest in the Jets. <laughs> True. I think people like I, – I hope that at least a couple people tune in just to see what the Jets score was from each week. And then – Pay a thought to Jake yes. about where he is currently. Oh, shit. Jake must be destroying <laughs> that elliptical this week. Oh, all righty. Okay, so here's the numbers. 2.9% of the U.S. workforce quit their jobs in August. That's yeah. 4.3 million people, the highest number in any month since December 2000. 2000? Mm-hmm. Okay, dude. So there's like... I, I talk so stupid sometimes, dude. I hate the way I talk sometimes. I don't know how people listen to me every week. <laughs> okay, dude. All right, bro. <laughs> um, I, I, so you hear about these job shortages. You hear about these supply chain shortages. Mm-hmm. You hear about all the con- uh, the vessels with containers on the coast. Of the, the whole entire West Coast is waiting for like ships and ports and people to unload and, and distribute. And I work in the trucking industry. Mm-hmm. And like I see the trucking shortage, right? Yeah. But to me, it's. It just feels like, you know, being in the trucking industry, it just it doesn't really feel like there's a shortage as much as it feels like we're overwhelmed mm-hmm. with work. Yeah. 
so two million people quit their jobs. Mm-hmm. Four point three million people. Two point nine. Two point nine percent of the workforce. Yeah. That's a lot when you consider. But why? Well, here's a, so here this might help us get to the conclusion. Okay. Unemployment, even though two point nine percent of the workforce quit, mm-hmm. unemployment dropped from five point four percent to four point eight percent. Okay. So okay. unemployment, there are less people on unemployment on unemployment than there were prior to two point nine percent of the workforce quitting. Okay. Their jobs. That doesn't explain shit to me. That makes me more confused. <laughs> people are quitting their jobs for better opportunities. They're making career changes. They quit their jobs, but they immediately stepped into better paying jobs. Here's, Interesting. Here's the th- their, the third. You pat yourself on the back right now. The third thing <laughs> that's the third thing that so now the evidence that support supports okay, that okay. is that U.S. So um, hold dis- on, your job change would that count as a job quit? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So I'm a, I'm a statistic. Yeah. Uh, the. Um, so, to back this, to back the, my theory up is that yeah. people are making are doing better, so they're getting there's more opportunities for higher paying jobs, and people are making that transition. Right. Or they're making transitions. Maybe it's just a lateral transition within the same, within the same field, but they're going to a company that's paying more. Interesting. Or, um, or has better benefits. Better benefits right. has better like so it's more competitive. Right. So it's more more competitive for workers, which is creating for more, uh, which is creating for better conditions for okay. the worker. Um, is that the this so for this fiscal year, mm-hmm. the U.S. government, despite all of Trump's tax cuts to the rich, took in eighteen percent more revenue, tax revenue this year. So that means there there are more higher earners. Interesting. Than there have been. In years past, right, right. So, despite tax cuts, the government still gained revenue by eighteen percent. That's insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's all confusing as shit to me, but that's interesting. Yeah, I, I find that I find that really cool. That, um, and then to, so people saying, "Well, the economy is going to tr- yeah. crash under Biden." It just goes to show that no matter what, the economy is not dictated by one president. Like everything right. that bad that happens in an economy isn't Trump. And right. Biden didn't just get elected in less than one year, create the perfect economy. For sure. Right. And this isn't, this is far from a great I mean, economy. We should, we should just, this just is book in that, that. Yeah. And just say it was him. This, this, <laughs> this far, like in, in Trump didn't step into a great economy because he all him he he did it all himself. Right. There was there's been a concerted recovery mm-hmm. from Obama through Trump mm-hmm. uh, to Biden, and we there's a lot of in, other indicators you can point to gro- growing rampant inequality. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. uh, the if you look at the amount of wealth that the top one like the top one percent has grown since like the year two thousand versus minimum wage essentially staying static. Mm-hmm. The amount of money that is in the general like middle class person's pocket is far less it is like we're not less but like percentage wise barely more or if you look at i don't these these numbers i don't have i've seen them but it's like if you look at the i've seen them i've seen them access to the vault (laughs) yes i am uh i am the uh basically the mormon religion i i've seen the plates but nobody else has seen the right in the hat Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep uh 
I hope I hope we don't have any Mormon <laughs> listeners who are pissed at us now. <laughs> uh, sorry. Yeah. Was, sorry. Sorry. I'm a Catholic, so which is drawing me that Rolovich watch our our alma mater fired their football coach for yeah. not getting vaccinated. And now he's suing the now he's suing Washington State and claiming religion mm-hmm. religious exemption. Yeah, saying that his devout Catholicism is keeping him from getting three, vaccinated. I mean, three million dollars a year. Yeah, but it wasn't Catholicism that kept him from getting vaccinated. I know it wasn't. Because uh, the Pope literally tweeted out, has said multiple times that it's our it's Catholics' moral obligation to get mm. the vaccine. But that's one thing I keep I'm tying into what you're talking about as far as like new jobs and opportunities, dude. Jen sent me an article the other day about counties just going to have a flood of opening positions because people are losing their jobs mm-hmm. because of refusing to get vaccinated. Yeah. But think about it, 700,000 people died from COVID. Yeah. Oh, I know, I know, I know not all of those people are in the workforce. Yeah. Yeah. That's a uh, great point. A too. lot of women have left the workforce because of childcare uh, reasons, not being able to take care of their children mm. while working from whether their kids are home. It's having of, school from home. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people left the workforce because of that. Um, you have a lot of um, people oh. retire, like two over 2 million more people yes. retired early than expected. That. Yeah. Uh, people, because you can retire at 62 and a half. Yeah. Uh, you just like, you don't get, you don't get your full retirement benefit every month. You right. forfeit some of that. Yeah. Um, but people are choosing to retire early. Um, 2 million more people. So all of that stacks up to a lot of one upper mobility, upward mobility. Cause yeah. you would assume that the people who are retiring are in, some sort of upper management or some form of seniority seniority positions that are going to allow people who have been sitting below them to move into those spots. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think um, there's give and takes to this economy, but it's it's funny to me when I hear people saying Biden's going to ruin the economy. And then you look at these numbers and you're just yeah, like, that's a great point. You're just like, well, no, the market is it the market. Yeah, it's just dictating. It's the market. Right. And that's what it is, because, I mean. Uh, it's the market reacting to COVID, and this is one of this is one of the byproducts. Yeah, of it. that's interesting, right? And just like like the reaction is what I find interesting. The social, the social, sociology part of it, I mm-hmm. guess, if you will, like people kind of taking, kind of taking inventory on what's important to them. Those who are retiring early, that's a reflection of them identifying what's important to them mm-hmm. and saying, you know what, I think that with all this and all that, and I might be sixty two and older. Like I think I'm done. Like what if I do get COVID? Like there's that, that inventory check, right? Of yeah. everybody kind of doing a little self-reflection or saying, you know what, dude, life's short. Like I don't want to do this job forever. Mm-hmm. And then you move on to something better or, or, or step into something uh, where there is more opportunity, yeah. whatever it is, not mm-hmm. necessarily better, but where you see more growth or opportunity for you. Um, but like the, sh- like people not wanting to work in the service industry because of shit hours and shit wages. Yeah. I was just, uh, I drove by Taco Bell yesterday and um, I drove by Taco Bell yesterday and uh, they said, well, it, like their banner was like uh, starting fifteen twenty five an hour for t- team members the second you walk in the door. Yeah. And then uh, plus two hour wages during um, during peak time, like during nighttime. So 9 p.m. to close, you get mm-hmm. a, a two hour, two dollar an hour bump. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, at Dairy Queen, dude, yeah. when they were hiring for mm-hmm. a little bit, they were offering free AirPods, dude. No kidding, really? Jeez! If you if you join our team, dude, you'll get a free pair of, a pair of AirPods. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's all good. I mean, it's good. I mean, but uh, it's it's good that the market is 
make, I mean, this, this is the argument for free markets, right? Yeah. Is that eventually like these can, like it's going to be ebbs and flows, but right now it's a good market for workers. Workers are through their demands and because of the shortages can demand more and they're getting more That's because, well because employers are having to either have no one to work or having to pay more or right. give more and that ends up working out for for the workers right that is now a great point. so and i can see that firsthand even in the industry i'm in other mm-hmm. companies offering more or or shifting what the benefits are you know because if a company can't keep up with the pay they have to compete in some way so maybe they offer different different benefits right yeah. that's interesting mm-hmm. um what i'm worried about or what i'm considering what i consider and then kind of gives me a moment of like worry is like it seems or sounds like everyone's kind of shifting upwards or laterally. Right. But what about that bottom, like lower paying wage, lower wage jobs, like the food service where people are just not working in it. If everybody's like saying like, okay, let's see what we can do. Now those openings are there and now those businesses are struggling. Does that, is that on those businesses to then adjust and change to make it more appealing? Yeah, I mean, other than it being right now, it's paying better than retail. Okay, it pays better than re- like uh, food industry, fast food industry mm-hmm. is playing better across the board than retail is. Okay, just empirically looking at fit, like right, right. What, what I know my my old employer pays and what uh, other um, other companies within that sector mm-hmm. are paying entry level employees. Mm-hmm. You're getting paid a lot more to work in the food industry, mm. so I think it's just the stigma. Of okay. Honestly, I think what the biggest problem probably with uh, is probably the hours, right? Working in mm, fast food is yeah. going to have really shitty hours. Oh, for sure. But then also, you know, they're so they're trying to like Taco Bell trying to address that with yeah. To our adult, to if you're gonna, if you're going to get stuck working the night shift, which we know sucks, it always gets put on the new person. Yeah. So who wants to go work in fast food being the new person dude at gonna... my job if you are if you are a certain driver or type of driver with a license mm-hmm. because of seniority because it's a union environment you automatically have to go to the 11 a.m start and and most guys work 11 to 11 so that's a 12 hour shift that and sucks. you work till 11 o'clock at night mm-hmm. like that sucks mm-hmm. i don't there isn't a differential there for for wages right for yeah. them but you're right. Like the new guy does kind of get usually shoved into the to those those positions or those shifts mm-hmm. that nobody wants. Yeah, so maybe you you incentivize mm-hmm. working in incentivize, those shifts. Incentivize, that's what I'm thinking. So it's it's all about trying to incentivize incentivization right. and uh, trying to come up with new new unique ways to make uh working more uh appealing yeah. for your company. Yeah. And the person who comes up with the most appealing way is going to get the better employees. Mm-hmm. So it's it's uh it's like it's creating that comp- it's competition within the workforce. Yeah. Uh whereas when it's a bad economy and employers can be more picky, that's when it's like, well here and then you as the employee have to try to really market yourself. Like oh. go get go get a degree. That's why you always see uh community college in, uh, enrollment uptick during mm-hmm. poor employment is because people are trying to go and get um, retraining so they can make themselves more palatable or, you know, more enticing to yeah. a potential employer. Because if you could, like, why go to school if you think you can get the job you want right. already? So that's a great point mm-hmm. right now. Like I'm just thinking about myself 
obviously, <laughs> um, because I'm thinking about like my journey in school and work. And like now that I'm on days, um, it's not that I'm settling, but it's like I can I can see a growth in me mm-hmm. professionally that wasn't there before because now I'm a little happier and I'm a little more motivated. And I, you know what I mean? I can yeah. see that in me. So but Jen sends me that article of all these new positions and positions opening up. And I just sent her this gif of like uh, SpongeBob licking his <laughs> lips. And she's like, what is that? I'm like, just chomping at the bit. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily mean speaking for me because I, like I said, I've, I kind of feel like I feel good with where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't hate my life anymore <laughs> where I am. Right. <laughs> yeah. I get to come home and we went, we've been going to the community center and swimming together and like, that's so spending huge time for together. you guys. You've um, been on those, that awful schedule forever. As like long as 13 I've known years, you. dude. Yeah. Yeah. So, so so now it's like it's like I can see and I'm I'm interacting more in a managerial position than I was because mm-hmm. it's like oh that's just the closer like he doesn't really see anybody now I'm interacting with all these people all the time but when I see that list of like all these jobs I think about other students and I think of other peers that we've had mm-hmm. not into anyone in, sp- in specific but I'm just like dude all of these people who like have gotten degrees and just felt like. You guys just wasted your fucking time. It's like now due to COVID, which it sucks that that's the reason, but or whether it's COVID or due to mobility in the market or people getting fired and losing their jobs because of not getting vaccinated Mm -hmm. or retiring. I'm like, dude, there's going to be a lot of opportunities coming. And and for for those people in the medical fields who are just like, I'm not getting vaccinated. It's like, fine, because I guarantee you there's a line of nurses ready to step right in and take those fucking jobs. Hell yeah. 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 Fine, go. Teachers, go. If you don't mm-hmm. want to do it, dude, you're not a leader. You shouldn't be in that position. You're responsible for the, the educating our youth, and you are got some conspiracy about the fucking vaccine, like, bugging you. Mm-hmm. Later. Yeah. Because there are teachers out there who are getting hosed or just just trying to fit into, like, uh, um, just doing what they can to pick up the scraps of... of, of um, subbing right mm-hmm. like because there was no opportunity there is no opportunity. now that i guess there's like a shortage and like we're seeing shortages all over but i think that there is i don't know there is there are there is a a group right of people who are kind of waiting to to take it's i hear this i've heard this so much lately also the housing market like millennials are just waiting for it to crash so then we could just all just dive in and buy houses right Mm -hmm. but it's it's kind of that same idea everyone's like fine don't go don't go to work don't get vaccinated but don't think for one second your jobs are going to be vacant for long people will take them Mm -hmm. and they won't think twice they'll step over you walking (laughs) into the door dude yeah i mean it kind of sucks like millennials um as soon as we graduated high school we got hit with the um as we were graduating high school we got hit with the the 2008 mm-hmm. 2007 2008 recession yeah uh and then we uh then we kind of came it took us forever to come out of that so we were already behind the eight ball yeah uh and then as soon as we all of us graduated from college we started getting into entry-level jobs at covid yeah um yes and uh so now i feel like in a, in a way, like it's it's a little bit working out That's for us what I'm in thinking. a way. That's so what finally, I'm after, now that we're into our 30s, like yeah. there's an economic environment that is um, prime for that is ready that we're finally primed to take advantage of. Yeah. Well, now you can walk like you said, there's there's when the when the jobs are dictating who and how the environment is. You know, there's there's more people going to schools to work on themselves, right? In 2008, everybody went to school to try to get better and try to look. So now, when these jobs open up, you can walk into a job and go, "Oh, I got this. 
And you know it because you've spent the last decade working on yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. not having the opportunity. And we've, I mean, how many times have we talked about, like, just give me a shot. Let me explain to you why I'm fucking awesome. Like, mm-hmm. stop reading the paper. The paper's not going to tell you. Let me tell you. I will sell you one, and I promise. Yeah. And now I think these people are getting those opportunities, and it's like, all right, like you said, like, it's prime for mm-hmm. for these for millennials. It's prime for anybody else who wants to do better, right? Yeah. But <sighs> but to your point about what do you do about the bottom? Like, yeah. Service industry is is that's tough. That's like, what I think about is the bottom. What do we do there? I mean, those jobs should be high school students. Mm-hmm. Um, I you would hope that our economy is healthy enough to where a a able bodied adult can get a job that is that's a great point is that can support a family with yes absolutely and that's that's more of the mark of per, like most countries but most people this is the shit i was always like laughing at about donald trump and people who supported donald trump's like look at the gdp numbers mm-hmm. gdp does not tell you that is a macro look at the health of economy that does not tell you the accurate right uh depiction of economy and like where the health is actually at because people's like well china, and then china like we're losing to china because china's gdp is like rising relative to the united states their and, numbers higher dude if you look it's at the, if, no the, the actual higher. numbers within that is like purchasing power parity mm-hmm. is how much whatever the fuck that means <laughs> Purchasing power parity is a point of comparison between an individual in each country and their ability to purchase goods within their economy. Okay. So how much money do you have at your disposal to go and buy? uh, To go go and buy, like, not just the necessities, but, like, how much do you have to go and spend on the things that you want, right? Like, you have $250 (laughs) of excess money to go purchase. Right. Oh, so there's a measure for that. All of those cowls. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, like, you know, the Batman cowl and stuff like that. You can go and... So having that kind of excess income is is how they met. Like that's a really good indicator that's of a, the health of an economy. Yeah, okay, that, and the average yeah. person of in China, like the P, the the PPP purchasing power parity, yeah. uh, comparison between the average citizen oh, in wow. the United States yeah. and the average citizen in China is, I mean, it's a valley. Yeah, right. So the, the health of America's economy mm. relative to China, who's our greatest economic competitor, mm-hmm. is astoundingly different. So like, right. we're such a healthier economy than China. Not looking at the entire picture. Yeah. yeah. So it's just it's so easy to take a snapshot and look at that one number and be like, ah, see right there, like that. We're losing. My point. But I mean, it's yeah. it's everything is always so more gray. For sure. Um, or nuanced and layered, and for sure. I think that's a great. That's interesting. I didn't know that. I guess I I mean I don't know much about like all all of what mostly what you talk about. Um but that's interesting, right? So he's mm-hmm. looking at just like this one number of the broad picture, but then when you look at like the very specific numbers of each individual in a nation, how are they benefiting from the economy? Mm-hmm. That's a way more telling um element or, or comparison of an economy than the gdp mm-hmm. that's interesting i didn't know that yeah i never took economics dude is that economics or yeah, is that it's okay. economics, yeah. not my bag dude it's yeah, why it's you take econ- economics i loved economics really yeah i mean i guess it plays into like a lot of it's the... a social science oh it's not math it's yeah so, it's a social science that makes sense it's it's some economics it's dude. just a way it, it's it's just another you should do a ttr economic episode dude I did political economy, which is like socialism, capitalism. Yeah, I remember that. I did that one with you, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it would probably be helpful to have people like be able to just, you know, to get into like kind of the nuts and bolts of right. economic theories. Um, but like econ- economics is just, 
a lens in which to view human behavior. How do people, uh, how do people allocate the resources? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing about history is that history, even though it's not technically a social science, Mm because it's qualitative and not quantitative, that means your, your history is using the stories of people. Mm -hmm. And whereas uh, quantitative is you're using actually numbers to try Mm -hmm. to tell a story. And you're trying to crunch those numbers and try to predict, and it's a predi- you're coming with predictive models. Mm-hmm. Um, and all economics is is models. So it's like if you if price changes, and so what is that going to do to supply, right? Mm, or okay, like right. If dem- as demand shifts, what happens to supply? And like so, the the basic assumption is that de- demand and supp- supply and demand are an inverse relation. As supply goes down, demand goes up, and vice mm-hmm. versa. But is there any like consideration about like society and culture? No, I mean. Kind of. They, okay. they have certain terms, but there's really no way of quantifying. Like, sure. There's, there's sure. certain ways you can try to quantify that. But right. the nice thing about like history is like you can have like his, there's his, economic historians, people mm. who track economic change in countries mm-hmm. on a historical le- on a historical level and try right. to talk about societal change or human change based on economic conditions as, ec- as, ec- that. as economic conditions have changed over time you right. can point a comparison on a his- as a historical map mm-hmm. so on a historical map instead of just on a on a uh, coordinate plane right where you can bring more of a humanistic aspect into it i think that's why history is the greatest discipline i mean of it all. should literally be the basis <laughs> of everything right yeah uh Anyway, my last point was uh, just that economic inequality, and I think it re- is really shown in the movie, the show right now. It's mm-hmm. it's popping off on Netflix, mm-hmm. Squid Game. Okay. Have you have you seen this no, at all? Have you? Yeah. You watched it? Uh huh. Okay. I watched it, and it's in the Korean subtitle with like in, okay. it, in Korean with English subtitles. I heard, I heard the English like dubbing is terrible. It ruins it. Okay. Yeah, you can, it's unwatchable, and mm-hmm. it really takes away from the experience if you try to watch it in, in, in English. Okay. Uh. It's amazing. I mean, it's taking off, and it's about winning money, the uh, the opportunity to win money or die. Yeah, but see, the the thing is, is that everybody they bring in there mm-hmm. are people who have cr- like absolutely crippling debt, mm. and they have crippling debt because of the economic uh, environment of the society that they live in. Interesting. So, like, they're like to no fault, like really no fault of their own. They ended up in a super impoverished mm-hmm. situ- like situation because, like, you know, where, like, how, where, and how they were born, like, into what, like, kind of economic class they were mm-hmm. born, having to work at certain jobs, but because, like, the, like, the main character, you discover, like, you think he's a piece of trash from the beginning because mm-hmm. he's like always like stealing money from his mom and mm-hmm. like he can't buy he goes and bets on horses instead of buying his daughter a birth, like a good birthday present. Right. But then you start to realize like the reason why he's so, he's like trying to win money because he has to pay back his debtors. So he's trying to hit it big with all with like, try to get that one quick fix so Mm -hmm. he can just solve all his problems. And, but you realize that he lost his job because of like, there was no unionization out of the plant that he worked in. And they were Mm. anyway, there's like, it's pointing to economic inequality and it's like a tragic tale. And then they're, whoever cre- people who created the squid game are mm-hmm. are uh basically vulturing that right that and so they bring these people in and you're playing children's games mm-hmm. for the opportunity to win like four what they it was like 400 billion uh won which mm-hmm. is korean the korean right. dollar um it's fascinating and it's brutal like it is a brutal i haven't like felt at cr- like crying at a show in probably forever dude i got like super emotional at parts of this show 
So my my thought is like with all of that that entails with how deep it goes as far as just showing economic inequality. Isn't it interesting how much of a cultural phenomenon it is globally? Mm-hmm. What does that say? It says that we no matter. You know, this is a show made in Korean mm-hmm. with Korean actors and then spoken in Korean. Yeah. That we in the United States can look at that and we can and watch it and be like, I resonate with yeah. with that. With the theme of mm-hmm. economic inequality. Yeah. That's terrible. Wow. Something to noodle on. Yeah. Maybe I should watch it. You should. I think you'd really mm-hmm. like it. Okay. Um, one last thing. Did you watch uh, Only Murders in the Building? I feel vindicated, even though I gave up on my uh, my my theory that who was the murderer yeah, was yeah. actually the the murderer, but I gave up on that. Yeah, uh, I don't. I wouldn't give up. Really? I think that that's where we're going. Season two. Okay. Well, you thought Tina Fey was right? No. Oh. No, I thought Jan was. Oh, but okay. I think Tina Fey is where we're going. Season two. She, I think she definitely set them up. Why was she there? Mm-hmm. Anyways, what'd you think of the show overall? It was amazing. Dude, it's so... I laughed out loud when they had Jane Lynch as mm-hmm. the stump double and Martin Short comes in and he's like talking to him and he's like, man, the reaction I'm having is not the reaction you want to be the first reaction. <laughs> and then Steve Martin talks and he's, oh my, he gets so scared. And he goes, what is this, face off? <laughs> oh, I laughed so hard. Like it made me laugh out mm-hmm. loud. It was so good. Um, but that moment between Steve Martin and Jan where he's talking about not drinking the whiskey mm-hmm. and he's like, I'm not drinking it. I was like, no fucking way. Like, I, I thought he was just diving all in on Jan, and then that moment where you see like he's not going, he's gonna he's gonna call her out, mm-hmm. dude. So good, so good. Um, where he's in the stroller and he you think he yes, he, he thinks dude. he stands up yes. and is giving this big rousing speech, and then yes. he's just sitting there. Oh my god! So I I watched this whole show by myself, and I I rewound, I was like Jen, you have to see the scene, and she's like holy crap, like he's standing up to the murderer right now and like he's going to take the shot for everybody. And then it cuts to him just mumbling because he's <laughs> drugged. Oh, it was so genius, dude. Mm-hmm. It's so genius. Um, and I, this is not something that I normally would have got into. Like I, I love Steve Martin. I love Martin Short. But for some reason I was like, I'll give it a shot. Like that seems fun, mm-hmm. dude. In love with it, you all right? Yeah, I don't know why. I just chills. Felt little, yeah, I just felt a little chillier. Right Squid there. Game and Murderers, dude. Yeah, Squid Game, it's good. All right, so it's only murders in the building. Watch it, season finale. Go binge it now if you can. Oh, and last thing, uh, yeah. watch the movie Lincoln. Watch it. You've been telling me that forever. You've gotta watch it. Do I? Yes, it's on HBO right now. Is it long? It is long. Is it accurate? It is the most historically accurate movie I've ever watched. Oh, shit. Well, you heard it here first, Mm -hmm. folks. All right, I got to go post this. All right. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) 